Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Spurs News Podcast. I'm Matt and this week I'm joined by Dan. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good, good. This is my first time on the podcast, so uh, yeah, be be uh, be gentle with me. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm normally the assistant, so this is a bit of a step up for me as well. I've been promoted this week. <laughs> I was going to say, you got promoted and I've been thrown in at the deep end, so yeah. <laughs> We're obviously doing it because Sam's daughter, is, it's her 10th birthday today, so I wish her a very happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Yeah, so um, mate, I'm trying my best to stay... I don't know, stay positive. It's, I don't know how I'm feeling. I really don't. It's such a bizarre, bizarre feeling today. It's uncharted territory. <laughs> how are you feeling? I imagine it's a, a mixture of emotions for you. You know, you've got one hand, we haven't signed anybody. <laughs> on the other hand, you get to get a new tattoo next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm how am I feel- <laughs> Yeah, sorry. How, how am I actually feeling? Bit, bit down. Not going to lie. It's, yeah. it's been, well... All summer we've been promised basically transfers and with Pochettino at the end of the season saying, you know, he's going to look at trying to be brave and things in this transfer window and what's happened. It's just so, so bizarre. Well, I, I thought what, what I'd do is uh, I'll do my match stats and uh, as a lot of them are talking, a lot of the stats are about the, um, uh, the the transfer window. We can sort of, you know, have a good conversation then. So uh, yeah. let's jump straight into match stats. It's time for Matt's Stats on the Spurs News Podcast. Right, okay, so, yep, first Premier League club not to make a summer signing in, in the summer window since it was introduced in 2003. Uh, the closest that uh, any club has got to not making a signing is Leeds, uh, who signed uh, Jody Moyes on a free when it, wow. in 2003 when it first died. It's just, it's incredible, isn't it? It's, it's I was about to say, that, that's mad. That is, <laughs> that is mad. That no other club has ever done this. It, it, it's, 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 it, you know, we're going to get so much stick from other, fa- other fans of other clubs, you know, obviously on social media and, you know, our friends, our friends at work and stuff. And it, it's really strange because I, I, like we've, got, we've got a great club, we've got a great squad, and I appreciate that, you know, uh, you need to like signings. You can strengthen in different areas, and you know, uh, buying a couple of players brings a lot of excitement to the club. Mm. But I, I just like it, it, it's it's strange. It's like because we've got a very we've got a very good squad. I mean, like I I, I we've if you look at the squad we had from last year, that, that we've got a brilliant team. And I know you know all the other clubs around us have strengthened. Does does that mean that they're going to be better for it? You know, I mean, West Ham have made two signings today, so they're like, what's that? Eleven signings. Does, does that mean that because of West Ham have made eleven signings, they're going to be above us next season? I, I, I just, I'm trying to. It's one of these things. Where I'm trying to make myself feel better by saying, look, did we need them? But I think we did. But I just don't know what's happened. What's happened? It's, help me! Help me! Oh, I'm trying. Honestly, I'm trying to look for any positive I can. But when you look at the team. I am twenty, well, twenty-four this month. A youngster. Um, yeah, exactly. I, you've you've witnessed better teams than this, or or teams that have won things. Whereas, you know, apart from the, the league cup, I've I haven't really seen anything since I've been a fan. Uh, but this is definitely the best squad that we've we've ever had whilst I've been a fan. Um, you know, Pochettino is the best manager we've had. Um, so so many positives about the current crop of players. But when you ask the question. Did we need to sign somebody? The an- the answer is yes. Yeah. Uh, you know we've we've fallen short the past couple of seasons due to the fact that our squad hasn't been strong enough, or you know there hasn't been enough depth there. Um, and, you know if there was any sort of transfer window where you look at it and go, what could Tottenham do in this transfer window that would push them to the next level? This is the transfer window. You really thought that this was a time that if we did that marquee signing for the new stadium, mm. it could actually push us on to better things and, and potentially winning something. Not signing anybody is, is obviously, it feels like a backward step. 
it's not it doesn't feel like we've stayed the same you you'd assume you know another year another year experience things like that the squad would be better but then you've also got the idea that players are getting older you look at people like Toby Alderweireld and Den Bailey and people like that well it looks like they don't want to be at Tottenham anymore as well and that's a concern yeah it's it's a, it's a real funny one isn't it I mean like you, you look at I think I think the thing is, and again, I'm I'm just trying to find positives on on this bizarre situation that we face. But a, another year of continuity, so another year of all the players knowing each other. You know, uh, I I understand that. You know, if you make wholesale changes, if you sign eight nine players like that year we did when we uh, sold Bow, it mm. really disrupted the squad, didn't it? So I'm not saying we should have signed that amount, but yeah, uh, for me, and I, and I spoke about it on previous previous podcasts with Sam. It was just. I felt like a mar- a marquee signing, and I know yeah. Bow was you know was really a, a non non runner really, but that kind of player like you know can you imagine like uh, tomorrow if at the new stadium if say we, I know Bow was kind of almost impossible say we did sign him you know so we signed Bow and there we put a massive thirty foot poster outside the new stadium you know with Bow with a new sh- with our shirt on mm. how much kind of excitement and just. It, you know, through around the excitement through around the club, like you know, just this kind of like you know, bringing a new kind of excitement in, in, into the new season. It, that would have been brilliant for us, you know. But one, yeah, one hundred percent. But, but it's, it, it's that damp squid kind of feeling, isn't it? It's that real kind of. What? I don't understand. You know? do, you, do you know what is potentially the most bizarre thing? And I, I also fell into this sort of trap. A lot of people talking about Jack Grealish and how obviously that. We, we were after him, we chased after him, and like, you know, it's public knowledge for probably the last, what, two months? Yeah. Um, and it's just the fact that it's been such a saga over the signing. I think people are uh, forgetting. Would Jack Grealish really have got in our first team? Yeah, exactly. Would he have been playing for, would he be playing, you know, on Saturday? You know, who, who's he going to replace? Is he going to replace Dele Alli or Ericsson? No, he'd it, be on the bench. So the, the the question really isn't so much that we've missed out on Jack Grealish. It's actually the disappointment in the way that we transfer. You know, our transfer dealings have worked out. Mm. Um, I mean, if you look at the Jack Grealish one, there's a lot of rumours floating around, and you know, there are rumours nobody really knows apart mm. from uh, you know Daniel Levy and Pochettino. Really, um, I mean, there's a rumour going around that Daniel Levy offered three million and this, Josh yeah. Olimer. Three million and Josh Onomer, and this is the worst. Like this, I mean, I've already just said it, but the issue wasn't so much that we didn't sign Grealish; it was the fact that Pochettino wanted him, the mm. player wanted to join us, Villa were prepared to sell him because you know the backs were against the wall. Really, they didn't have much of an option with uh, financial fair play, and even with all those things going in our favour, we still couldn't sign him. And it's also come out that I think maybe the previous owners might have said something about how if they'd have been offered like 20, 25 million a couple of months ago when you know they were still in charge, they'd have taken it. And Pochettino would have had Jack Grealish for what, two months? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He'd yeah. have had a full pre-season, he'd have taken him away to USA, you know, we'd have a brand new player ready to go. Mm. It, you know... I'm not saying that Jack Grealish is the reason why I'm disappointed. Um, you know, I'd much rather have had someone like Bale or something like that come in. That mm. would have been a marquee signing. Mm. But going into the last, you know, day of the transfer window, Jack Grealish was looking like our marquee signing. <laughs> which, you know, if you'd have told me that half a season ago, I'd have been like, no. <laughs> Well, that's what a lot of people thought, didn't they? They thought that this was Levy's master plan, just to kind of make us feel like Grealish is, is the marquee sign we were wanting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think his master plan was get Harry Kane a new contract, get Pochettino a new contract, and then just sit back and not do anything for the rest of the summer. You just you just, you, you wonder, don't you, whether that, does he does he know Levy that that by not have not doing anything, it's going to upset. I mean, I understand and. You know, I've looked at a lot of the comments, especially on our Facebook page. Some of it is completely over the top. You know, like, oh, I'm going to see if I get a refund on my season ticket, etc. You know, but surely, like, is it like what is it? Is he a, is he a, not aware that that 
what this would make us all feel. Or, or, I don't like. What do you think? Do you, what do you think's going through his mind? Like, that's what I like. I'm wondering whether he, whether it, it, he's just that's his, that was always his plan, not to sort of like you know to play hardball and then go. Doesn't matter if we don't sign anybody or. You know, I just Whoa. I'm not sure how how, how like there's, there must like what I'm trying to say is it must there must be like a, a like he must have I know like and I've spoken to Sam about this in previous podcasts. So I understand we're all aware that he's a businessman first and foremost, but we also know that he's a massive Spurs fan. So like like it, surely there must be some kind of connect connect there. You know, like what, what like he must realise what this is going to do to the like how much stick the club going to get, and also the foot like the football players are very much they're on social media all the time, aren't they? So they see a lot of what's said on social media so this will affect their yeah. mindset as well will it yeah it's you know he is a fan uh, you know he, he has the best interests of the club at heart um, the way that he operates is you know ha- or has been to, to the benefit of Tottenham for a, a lot of you know on a lot of occasions mm. um, at the same time he has this habit of rubbing up other German the wrong way yeah. If you look at you know the likes of sort of well, obviously we've had our fallings out with, with you know the big teams like Chelsea and Man United and people, but also like West Brom and Crystal Palace and to some extent Fulham, you know, how can we not sort of work our way around these sort of smaller teams and sign players from them? We, you know, I think you must try and absolute like low ball offers that just insult German. Mm. Um, I mean, the, the way that he's working that way, I mean, he's obviously upset Aston Villa to the extent that they wouldn't sell him at all. Uh, that's that's Grealish, obviously. Um, they wouldn't sell him, even though they've got this big financial fair play dilemma sure. like, looming over their heads. Still yeah. wouldn't sell him to Levy. Mm. Yeah, it's a real strange one. Well, I mean, another stat as well, which is not going to be good for hearing, is we're, we're the only club in the top five European leagues now not to have signed a single player in this... this uh, Summer window, which again just adds to the surreal, the surrealness and the bizarreness of the whole thing. <laughs> it yeah. does. I, I, uh, I, I, I don't want to be like facetious or anything, but uh, do we get a trophy for that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I just I, I, this is the thing. And talking about trophies and talking about social media, you know, this is going to just be another stick to beat the fans, us Spurs fans, with now, isn't it? We're gonna. You know, I think the only thing that's going to stop this is if we win our first five or six games, and it, then it, d- it doesn't matter. But until oh. then, it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're bringing me on to one of the questions I had for you, which is, after today and the disappointment, what do you think our chances are for for the season? What what are your expectations? You know, we've got the new stadium, we've got Wembley as well mixed in there. You've got a, quite a few difficult games to start with. And we haven't strengthened. Yeah, I'm, I mean, again, I'm, I'm trying to put whatever positive spin, uh, spin I can on it, but you know, bear, bear in mind that last season, you know, we had a, a great season. We finished third, you know, qualified for the Champions League again, and technically we were playing 38 away games, weren't we? So I understand that we're going to go to a new stadium. And it's it's not White Hart Lane, although it's in the same place that White Hart Lane was. It's still going home, isn't it? So. You know that that may give us that may give us some kind of boost. So, I, I mean, look, Liverpool have strengthened very cleverly, haven't they? You know, Chelsea have spent seventy million on a keeper, but they've lost a keeper that's as good. You know, so Man United haven't really strengthened, have they? This this uh, this preseason, they've bought a couple of players, haven't they? And so, I, I see Liverpool really strengthening the, in the teams that are around us, but. The other, t- the, the, the other teams I think that are really spending a lot of money are the lo- lower teams, like you know the the, the mid 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 table teams. Well, like, you know they've, yeah. they've spent a lot of money, and are, are, even with the amount of money they've spent, I still don't see them being a, a threat to us. You know, I, like you know, for example, West Ham spent you know bought eleven players. I can't see them challenging for the top four. You know, with that, so yeah. I, yeah. I, I think Liverpool, have, out of all the teams, have been the ones that, that have really strengthened, and they're they're the ones I guess that. Everyone's looking at, aren't they? For look, you know, this how look they're, they're back their manager. This is how much they've spent. Why didn't we do it? But you know, I don't. I don't think all the other, say, bigger clubs have spent a fortune this, this pre-season. You know, or this summer window. No, I mean, I I looked into the, basically the transfers and stuff because I've been a bit behind on it all, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Man United signed. 
Fred, he's probably the the big sign in this this summer. Um, Arsenal, they haven't really strengthened much, really. Um, there isn't any sort of big name players that they've signed, but I guess uh, they, they probably did that last season in in January. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess maybe they might do all right in the Europa League. Yeah, yeah. Just drop that one in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know Chelsea, they signed Jorginho. Uh, Kovacic, who we were obviously after, um, but we didn't get him. Um, Man City signed Mares, but yeah, you're right. Liverpool were easily the the biggest team that's that's strengthened considerably. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think when you're looking at that sort of top four and and you know who's going to finish where, I think you've got to be looking at Man City and Liverpool near the top. Um, and hopefully we're in the top four somewhere. I th- yeah, I think I think uh, Dan will be there or thereabouts. And you know, th- there's still the. <laughs> and I, again, I'm trying my best to put anything positive on this, but there's still the the January transfer window. So maybe we'll sign someone then. <laughs> mm. do, do you know? Do you you didn't sound very confident. Did you? <laughs> no, no. Well, I, I think you'll be having a few more tattoos at this rate if you carry on talking like that. Um, I mean, you look at some of the lower teams as well I mean you know you look at those big teams and who they've signed and yeah the, you know in the majority of the cases they haven't strengthened that much um, but if you look at somebody like Fulham and who they signed I'm looking at a couple of their signings thinking why didn't Tottenham go for them yeah um, they signed is I think it's Jean-Michael Serry mm. Uh, and he was, you know, reportedly a target for for a host of big teams like Barcelona and people like that were after him. Mm. He's gone to Fulham. Yeah, that's the thing. You have, you have to que- like. You then have to question the motivation of the player, don't you? Because, you know, like, like Fulham will put, probably stay up this season. I they've strengthened, so they put hope that, that well, for them they've probably strengthened enough to stay up. But you've got the you've got the opportunity to go to a team that's just been promoted. So you know mid-table at best probably I mean it's be unheard of for teams we might to go out then win the league but then you've got yeah. lots, like we're in the, we've got Champions League football uh, next season uh, and a brand new 60, 62,000 seater stadium like it, what, what, what you've got to question the motivation of these players haven't you or yeah, did we just I mean, did, did, did Levy just try to hoodwink the chairman of, the, of these clubs I mean because I, I, otherwise why, why would why would a player want to choose Fulham and, and that's no disrespect to Fulham I, you know I, that's no disrespect I'm just looking at it from if I was a, 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 a you know a professional football player and I had the opportunity to sign for either Fulham or Spurs and you look you weighed up the pros and the cons surely that the majority of the pros are with, with Spurs surely well yeah I mean you assume so but they've also signed Scherler um, that's right yeah next yeah. He was a target for Tottenham a couple of seasons right. back, uh, and again, we were looking for a player that could play either sort of on the wing or up front in case Harry Kane got injured or, or just as a different dimension. Mm. He he'd fit the bill. Um, mm. they, they've managed to land him. They also signed Alfie Mawson, who I know Sam is actually quite a big fan of, um, and apparently we were after him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, I I wrote down. Um, all the, the you know our current uh, our current players, and you and you look at like you know because a lot of mid, we was after a lot of midfielders, but you look at the midfielders we've got. So we've got Lamella, Wanyama, Dyer, Dembele, Ali, Ali, Eriksson, Lucas Moura, Winks, Son, and then you've got Onama, Sissoko, and Nkudu. That's you know <laughs> take away maybe Sissoko uh, and Nkudu, but the others are very strong midfielders, aren't they? So where where are they? You know where if we was to sign anyone, where are they going to? Who are they going to displace? You know that's that's one of the things I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's a completely valid point, and that's probably what's been going through Daniel Levy and Pochettino's mind today. They've been looking at somebody like Grealish or or whoever they were supposed to be looking at today, and they're looking and saying. Who are they going to replace? Who yeah. who are who's going to get in that first eleven team week in week out? And if the answer isn't, you know, if the answer isn't yes, they will get in the team. Yeah. Then there's no point in signing somebody. Yeah, we, we've right. got we've got strong youth players that you know uh, are, are there thereabouts getting into the first team. Mm. So you know it would it would be wrong to sign somebody in that sort of circumstance. It, it's it's I think part of it. And I did. Uh, uh, speak to uh, Sam about this in a previous podcast. I think th- it's because of 
almost because of the position we're in at the moment. Like you know, we're we're not a club that that spends a lot of money, but we're you know, we've, this is a third season in a row that we've got Champions League football. You know, so we're technically like one of the big clubs. You know, but we're not a big club when it comes to spending. So, whereas you know, you likes of Man City and Liverpool can go out and splash the cash and pay two, three, four hundred thousand pound a week wages. We don't do that. So, you know, it kind of alludes to what you're saying. You know. We we we're not we don't want the squad players that aren't going to displace up these players we've, that we've currently got. But then a, a mar like a big marquee signing, are do we pay him enough that the likes of Liverpool and Manchester City would pay? You know, like Maris for example. So yeah. it, it's kind of like we we're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place, aren't we? You know, we we can't get the ones that fit where we are at the moment, but we don't want the ones that you know, like a mid-table club would sign. You know, on on that. And the current squad. I know you mentioned it in last week's podcast. I think um, you know Sam was very adamant that people like Lucas and Lamella wouldn't count as new signings. Yeah. And you you are sitting well the complete opposite side of the fence <laughs> with this one, and you are saying that they will be like new signings. I, I think they I, will. Yeah. There's a, there's an element of both. To be honest, um, you know, I think Lucas will be pretty much a new signing. We yeah. we saw very little of him last season, mm-hmm. uh, and this year he's had a full pre-season. He's looked fantastic in pre-season. Yeah, he does. He looks, he, and that's the thing. That's what I said to say. And I, I, I keep going back to sort of putting this caveat and say I'm I'm not trying to make you know I'm not trying to say oh you know we haven't signed anyone brilliant you know but I'm just trying to make the positives on, on, on what's happened because it's happened hasn't it there's nothing we can do about it now and you know the, the likes of Lucas Moore and I, I mentioned it in a previous podcast as well uh, Lorente looks fit and sharp and I know it's only pre-season and, and you know it's not a prim- they're not Premier League games that we play, you know, we're playing against the inferior position or their their teams aren't kind of up to speed as well but he, he looks a, a leaner sharper player than he did last season because he didn't have a pre-season with Swansea did he no. and, and, and it's the same with Lamella as well Lamella didn't have a pre-season so we've got these three players that, that have come back sharper so uh, you know with Lorenzo for example you know if he, if he does if he starts a season and he is a sharper player then he'll make a more of an ideal 70 minutes up for Harry Kane or if Harry Kane's injured you know a, a, a replacement for, to start the 90 minutes you, no. so, and we could we could see a better Lorenzo I, I don't know I mean I know he's you know he's coming to the end of his career but He's, he's no, he's no mug, is he, Lorenzo? You know, he's won a lot, and he's, 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 he hasn't won what he's won for being, a, for being rubbish, is he? And so, no, you know, if no. we, if we, if we, if we, if we can get him to a good, you know, good fitness level, and if he can get his, maybe his, I don't know what it was, his confidence, or whatever, if that will come back, then did we need us? Did we need to sign another s- a striker? You know, because we, maybe we've got that Lorenzo is the striker we need because, you know, like, uh, with that as well, you know, signing, signing a striker. You never. It's going to be. It's near on impossible, isn't it, to say to someone, "Come and play for Spurs." We play one up front. Harry Kane's our main striker. Come and join us. You know, it's. It's. What is the appeal there? You know, you're not. You're not going to get unless Harry Kane's injured. You're not going to be the number one. You're not going to get game time, are you? You know. That's something that Lorente understands as well. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's that's come right. out in the past and he said, you know, it is difficult playing this role, but he's happy to do it. Yeah. Um, it's probably because, like you say, he's in the twilight of his career. That you know, he he's, he acknowledges he's not going to be in front of Harry Kane. Um, you speak about other strikers not wanting to come in and play second fiddle to him. Well, I think we were after Morata, weren't we once? Yeah. Um, yeah. And he he refused to join because he didn't you know he didn't think he could displace Harry Kane from the team. And he's not um, going to, is he? He's not going to. No one's going. Like Harry Kane is our is our ma- is our man, isn't he? He's Mr. Yeah. Tottenham. You know, he's, yeah. he, he's the first name on the team sheet every week. You know. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's uh, it's a difficult position. I mean that's probably why Pochettino is after somebody that can play two positions. Mm. Can play striker if he has to. Or would be playing week in week out as you know uh, a forward, so Zaha or or Martial or something like that. Yeah, that's that's the what you know. Zaha's the one. I, I would have loved to have seen him sign. I would have lo- and, and that's and talking about you know Bow having the, the big thirty foot post at the stadium. Zaha would have been another one that would have you know you put a picture of Zaha in a spare shirt outside the stadium tomorrow morning, and the amount of excitement that would have generated. You know, 
Absolutely, and yeah, um, yeah he, he would have been a fantastic addition. Uh, you know, we spoke about Levy and low ball offers and stuff like that, but when we're after Zaha the other season, I think we'd offered something like fifteen million for him. Yeah, and <laughs> and and now he's you know Crystal Palace are demanding about seventy five million for him. Yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? Like you know, it's one of those things with Levy, isn't it? It, it works sometimes, but you know, more often than not, it doesn't, and it burns so many bridges, isn't it? And we're kind of seeing that. May, maybe that's what we're seeing now, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think obviously five o'clock's gone. It's gone. Um, <laughs> we haven't signed anybody, so no, it's, it is a case of using the squad to the best of our ability. Mm. Um, now, with that, I think you've got three players all that have had question marks over you know over their futures uh, and they are obviously Danny Rose Toby Alderweireld and, and Moussa Dembele mm. um, now what do you make of Danny Rose's latest developments well, well do you know do you know what I uh, I'm got a different opinion to Sam I know Sam just would love to have seen him go mm. but for me I, I, I know what he did was wrong I appreciate that and you know, maybe his apology. I no, didn't have the word sorry in it. I appreciate all that, but I love him as a player. He, he, he's been at Spurs for so long. He's, I think he's brilliant. Like under Pochettino, he's developed so much. And what I love about him as well, and I, I heard this uh, from somebody. He's one of these players that on the pitch you just never hear. You never hear him shut up. He's just the whole ninety minutes. Yeah. He's he's on people's cases the whole time. And I think they're the kind of players you'd need at, in your squad. You know, players that are always just on at you all the time and ones that don't shut up you know you, you, you want characters on there so if if we can get to, you know if he doesn't go abroad obviously now and knuckles down and you know we don't know what's happened between him and Pochettino if they've made up then fantastic you know let's if, we, if he can go forward and put the past in the past then I'm more than happy to see him stay I, I, lo- I love having him at Spurs yeah, well, just just to clarify on that point for anybody that doesn't uh, know the latest developments, um, overnight it became apparent that Schalke were in contact with Tottenham over a loan move for Danny Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, minutes later, it became apparent that Danny Rose was apparently waiting for a move to Paris Saint-Germain. <laughs> I wasn't um, even aware of that. <laughs> well, it came from the Sun, so that's probably okay. why. Um, <laughs> Um, but no, it's it's become quite apparent recently that his relationship with the club is just poisoned. Um, it's not so much a problem with Pochettino. I think uh, I think Pochettino is quite happy with him. I think it's more the case of Daniel Levy and, and the club itself is just unhappy with him. And you know, um, he's had media warnings in the past, hasn't he? After mm. speaking out about Tottenham and transfers, and I think much of that's fallen on deaf ears because. You know, he still seems to be in the papers every other week talking uh, about Spurs, and I think part of that has just sort of you know ruined his his, his time at Tottenham. Mm. The argument, as you say, is a fit. Danny Rose is possibly still the best left back in the league. Yeah. Two seasons ago, when he was in Team of the Year, him and Cal Walker. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, mentioning him, but those two together were the best fullbacks in the league. Mm, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, it looks as though that, I mean, there's plenty of rumours circulating the internet, but it looks as though we tried to offer Danny Rose to certain teams. We tried to sell him to Manchester United. Um, we tried to to push him on Fulham in exchange for Ryan Sessignon mm. and the Fulham chairman just turned it down straight away mm. um, there was talk earlier in the this, the summer about him going to Everton uh, so it, you know it, it's a difficult situation but him and Toby Alderweireld and Moussa Dembele they've, they've now got a bit of a situation because if you think about it Tottenham can't really sell them Obviously, the transfer window to sell players goes on until the end of August. Mm. But realistically, why would we sell somebody when we can't replace them? Now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, I think those players are stuck at Tottenham now, mm. um, unless something happens where you know the club just decide to to sell them and think they can do without. Um, 
what sort of havoc that would cause with the fans. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not really sure, but what, what what's the solution there? It's it's funny because like we obviously we you know we we read things in the newspaper, don't we? And I appreciate that people have more information. You know, not everyone you know knows exactly what's going on. So we we you know we don't really know, do we? We we don't really know what conversations happen happen between Levy and Pochettino and the players. But I you know I guess you kind of have to look at what's reported, and and I suppose most of the stuff that's reported has got to have an element of truth in it. But you know, even looking at there was a there was a picture, you know, when they all returned to training, and yeah. um, I don't know what yeah, happened, but uh, I don't know if someone had thrown a towel at Jan Vertonghen or something. But they was all laughing together, weren't they? And then there was the one of uh, t- uh, Toby uh, Alderweireld with Jan and a couple of other players. And I know, kind of, it's it's just a picture, isn't it? But you kind of think, well, d- like that that's that's what's happening there, isn't it? We we don't kind of know what's going on there, it, it, you know. It, Amongst the players, yeah. and, and and maybe maybe there is an element of they're just going to accept it and you know say right we're not moving let's just get our heads down and you know I mean Debet Dembele has a year, is he a year to go he's got on his contract doesn't he and yes. Toby's the same so maybe they just be like well we'll just play for this year and then just get a huge pay packet next year you know with a signing on fee so I mean that, it's, that, it's that, a strange one isn't it Yeah it's a fantastic point as well because. I think Pochettino touched on it earlier in his press conference. Um, he said something along the lines of, we've got 25 players and they're all fighting to help the team. Mm. Uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said something along the lines of, it, it's important that everybody's committed. He said, today at 5pm, we need all the players to have full commitment. Yeah, um, sure, sure. And, you know, if if Dembele and Toby Olivarold and Rose... They do intend to leave in the next transfer window. Well, they've still got you know four months worth of commitment to put into to the Tottenham team. And yeah, of course. If if by some chance we do end up and these players put their all in, they could be in the team week in week out. It could get to the stage where we have won majority of our games going into you know January. Mm. Would players still be looking to leave? Yeah, exactly. That's right. You, you you don't you don't know what could happen between here and January. You know, uh, I, I, it, it, it may be a it may be a case that I don't know. They might they might yeah, like you say, they might just say, look, we're having a fantastic season. We're in the I know we're starting to dream here. We're in the top two or three. Maybe we could even potentially be chasing the title. Yeah, let's let's stay. Let's let's stay with Spurs for the season. You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, absolutely anything can happen. I mean, mm. the only player that I am still hesitant about being with us by the end of August is probably Dembele because I think you've, you've definitely mentioned it in previous podcasts but it, it looks as though the club actually want him to leave yeah he's he's one of them like you know he's one of them players that I just you know because I had I've got a season ticket obviously I mentioned it in previous podcasts as well but this is this was my second season so I got to see them play at Wembley all last season and Oh, I just love the guy. You know, watching him live, seeing seeing how he just can he gets that ball and he just gives the other players a couple of seconds breathing because no one gets the ball off him. You know, and they all they kind of look for him and he you know his, his hold up is immense. You know, and um, I, I I do I do worry and I, and I said this to Sam before that you know it, it, because of his age, he's getting to the point now where he's kind of like technically falling apart a little bit, you know, mm. and. He's not the, the Dembele that we're going to have this season. I don't think is the Dembele that we've had. Probably last season, towards the end, was he was kind of failing a little bit. But previous seasons, that's the Dembele that I wish we still had. And I, don't, I don't think we're ever going to have him again. Well, some of his best football was played last season, though. He was absolutely phenomenal for, uh, I want to say, maybe two, three months. Yeah. And it was the first time I'd ever seen the media really jump on the Dembele bandwagon mm. and really praise him for the deserves that he, you know, the plaudits that, that he, he deserves, sorry. Mm. Um, whether he's, he's back to full fitness ready for the start of the season is another question and, you know, when you start to think about potential team that's going to play Newcastle, well, we've got real injury problems in yeah. sort of centre mid. He's come back from you know World Cup duty and a few weeks off. He's he's had maybe what half a week's training. Yeah. And it looks like he he might actually have to start. Yeah. At the weekend. Yeah. 
Well, no. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you what, uh, Dan. I'll just I'll, I'll mention a couple more my stats, and then we'll, we'll talk about the Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. I've just got a couple that I, w- I, would, I looked at the, um, the the summer window from 2017. So that there was an article that came out four days after uh, the summer window finished last year, and they just basically rounded up all the stats of all the different clubs. Now, I, okay. I, I admit I cherry picked a little bit, but looking at the so this was the table of the top obviously with the top of the 20 Premier League clubs how many players they'd signed and in the top 10 you had Stoke Swansea and West Brom so they were in the top 10 obviously they were the three teams that got relegated <laughs> so you had Stoke who signed seven players Swansea who signed six and West Brom who signed six so you know I, I don't think uh, again it's trying to put a that's what I'm trying to say yeah. yeah and also this is quite an interesting one as well in the in the net spend uh, of all the 20 clubs that were in the Premier League last season we were 16th and we actually had a net spend of minus 3.6 million so technically we've actually spent more this this summer window so there you go. <laughs> I mean, Why all the doom and gloom? I was going to say, we're, uh, some warned me that you were quite a positive person, but spinning a net deficit and a net neutral into our favour, uh, that's something else. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying my best, I'm genuinely trying my yeah. best. <laughs> no, no, I mean, wh- when's it going to stop though? I mean... Is it is it going to be next season? Are we going to see that we're you know we've settled in the new stadium? Is that going to be the season that we start to actually spend money, or do you think it's going to be like this for the foreseeable future? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, we we you saw it at Arsenal, didn't they? When they got their new when they moved into their new stadium, they struggled a bit, didn't they? I mean, they were spending fortune before that, weren't they? Fortunes, and it had to get reined in. So I appreciate, and I know, I, I know it's you know I've been made aware that the budget for the transfers is different to the budget for the stadium so I know that's not you know th- they had money set aside which no. again makes it just even more bizarre that we didn't spend any of it but you know you know like I said, I'm trying to make it as positive as I can <laughs> I know I'm, I'm bringing it back down I'm bringing it down right should we, should we talk about the, the game of the weekend then well yeah no obviously it's, it's Newcastle isn't it and it's what half past 12 kickoff. yeah half 12 on Saturday yeah, yeah. Away, away at Newcastle. Um, now they've had their own problems. Um, Mike Ashley is, is probably the worst Daniel Levy. Yeah. Um, so I mean, he makes Daniel Levy look like a godsend, really. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in terms of looking at our team and looking at who is likely to start, it is actually really difficult. Mm. Um, if you think that what we had nine players in the semi-final. So you've got Lloris, uh, Vertonghen, Alderweireld, um, Dembele, Harry Kane, Ali, Trippier, Dyer, Rose. They all only started training, what, you know, this week or, or last week. Yeah, sure. Um, they haven't played in any pre-season matches, not, not to my knowledge anyway. Mm. Um, and as I said before, when you look at that sort of centre-mid role and you look at who's actually injured, so... You've got Harry Winks injured, you've got Wanyama injured, Onoma's injured, Sissoko is a doubt, um, Lamella's injured. You, you're down to our bare bones here, and yeah. this is probably why there were so many rumours flying around about about the signers centre mid. Mm. Um, so you're looking at Dembele and Dyer, who's only been training like a week, and you're thinking what one of them or, or both of them is likely to play mm. in some some respects in the match. Um, so really, you're looking at Amos, the uh, the youngster that's uh, that's impressed in pre-season. Mm. I think he's he's probably going to start in that match. Um, we had when when we played because we played Newcastle away the first game of last season, didn't we? Yeah. And uh, uh, Walker Peters uh, t- uh, played, didn't he? And he, he was one of these, you know, one of these players that just come up, and we we were kind of like, oh, okay, so. We obviously we haven't got a full strength there, but he got man of the match, didn't he? So he, he, maybe, yeah. maybe it could be that you know for Amos he may have a similar, you know, a similar game. Oh, I, I hope he does as well. Um, I think you know he's he's twenty one. I think yeah. he, uh, you know he, he's actually not that young. Um, it's sort of similar sort of situation to uh, Ryan Mason. Yeah, in sure. That, you know, 
I I personally never really heard of Amos before this preseason. Um, I know that he went on loan to to Stevenage last last season, and I think he he, uh, he was very good there um, from what I've been reading. But yeah, he's he's sort of a surprise package yeah. Um, yeah. this this preseason, and he's played really well. Um, so I think Pochettino recently said that you know he, he wasn't afraid to play Amos in his first game. Mm. Uh, if it, if if there's any, any any sort of hint of who he might be playing, it's got to it's got to be him. Uh, I think he's he's likely to to start him in the first game. Do you, do you, do you think that you know it's quite uh, you know obvious? Look, we have these we've got these nine players that that have come back in the last week. Do you, do you think that obviously they're not going to be anywhere near the level that that other other players will be will be? But but I'm think I'm wondering whether the training. Pochettino does with the players so obviously before they they, uh, they finished last season whether that kind of means they've got any better fitness than we're kind of fearing they, they may not have you, do you see what I mean like do, do you think they might they may be at a better level than we, we than we think possibly on on the face of it you look at a professional footballer and you think they are a professional athlete I mean the the months they have off between sort of the season ending and pre-season starting, mm. generally you think, well, how how bad can that affect a player? But you know, you see it all the time with players that say that they don't have a pre-season. How much of a difference it actually makes to them, mm. and you know, they, they say it does make a big difference. But you know, you're looking at Harry Kane or somebody like that. Uh, it came is in the news recently that days after he finished the World Cup. He was at Hotspur Way training. Yeah, I saw that. He, yeah. he was he was back in the gym and he yeah. was training. Yeah. You know, that's the sort of level of professionalism that that we have at the club. His his partner must hate him, mustn't she? <laughs> well, yeah. And uh, congratulations oh, to yeah, uh, him and the partner as well. Obviously. Yeah. Did you did you see on, on Twitter? I just think it's terrible. But I don't know why he like why he had to f- uh, defend himself. I don't know if you saw this, but when he posted the the picture of of his, uh, are they married? They're not married, are they? Uh, I think that uh, they're engaged. Engaged, yeah. So his fiance yeah. and they're, they're little, and and he put underneath that uh, she didn't have any um, uh, drugs or anything, and it was one of those hitman birth and things. And today he tweeted out that it basically just defending it, saying you know anyone can women can have give birth however they like. So obviously he's been really attacked on social media because of it, and and. <laughs> I just think it's incredible. You know, I, I appreciate that Twitter is probably one of those the worst things for, you know, it's so one way or the other, isn't it? With everything, you go on there and it can be so toxic, can't it? You know, if if someone's got one view and someone's got another view, they'll just atta- attack each other. Whereas if if you met in a pub and and you was someone with a different view, it would just be kind of more tactile, wouldn't it? You know, whereas I, I guess it's that kind of the you, you don't know who you're talking to, so it doesn't matter if I attack them. But it's, for him to yeah. get attacked like that, you know, just for, for putting something that's a, one of the best moments of his life, you know, and to get to, uh, having to put a tweet out the next day to defend it, I thought was pretty low, pretty low in the fact that he had to do it, you know. Honestly, it's incredible the things that Harry Kane does. It don't matter if it's on the pitch or you know, in in this case, just on on Twitter. He's he's simply celebrating the fact that you know he's got a newborn child and he's proud of his 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 partner. Um, absolutely bizarre that something so positive has just been twisted in such a way, and you know he's got so much scrutiny in the media. And I, I saw people with hundreds of thousands of, of you know followers, like female like uh, presenters and stuff like that, were. Were tweeting about it, and you just think, just just give the guy a break, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's 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 mad, but yeah. You do. You, I I uh, I understand that you know a lot of uh, f- uh, football players or, or sports people they they like to go on social media because it enhances their kind of um, their reputation, doesn't it, and their their uh, profile. But I I, th- I think if it was me, if I if if I be, if I was a football player now, I don't think I'd be on social media because I just don't think I'd be able to deal with the amount of rubbish you have to put up with from people no. all the time you know and and, and, the, and the incredible thing is I'm, i bet you any money a lot of the, the 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 hate or the criticism he got was probably from spurs fans i wouldn't be surprised at all no no it's it's it is bizarre like you say it's all about the appeal isn't it and 
there's so much marketing and things like that that go on uh, with with the social media and, and you know that's probably all part of the the lucrative contracts and things like that they get with Nike and Adidas and whoever else. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it just seems like more trouble than it's worth. Yeah, yeah, that's my it, thought. It really does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you want to hide into nothing, aren't you, basically? Yeah, I mean, I, I know. I don't. I don't think any manager would recommend their players use social media. Yeah, I think I'd agree with you. Mm. <laughs> I think I'd agree. So, um, Dan, you said you had some uh, some questions that, or some comments that have been made by some of our, uh, our followers on Facebook. Have you got have you got them there with you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's mainly to do with the transfers, as you might imagine. Yeah. Um, it's not ideal, um, you know, scenario. But uh, I'm just having a read of them now. Um, I mean. There's somebody here pointing at the fact that they're calling it the Damiao years. <laughs> you know, I think they're referring to the Grealish transfer and would would it happen and would it not happen? Um, similar, similar to Damiao. How, how many how many how many transfer windows did, was that guy mentioned? I don't know. I, well, it's still crops up now. Uh, <laughs> Is he still playing? Yeah. Um, you know, they're referencing the fact that Pochettino, you know, said said that we need to be brave, and you know, after that was after what Manchester United, the FA Cup final defeat, and things like that. Um, there's a lot of Levy hate out there, yeah. um, saying about how they're just going to play the academy kids, which you know it might be a good thing. Uh, we, we said before, you know, Harry Kane was an academy graduate. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Everyone's got to start somewhere, but. Yeah, of course. You know, we all expected that big marquee signing, and uh, yeah, I think if I read out some of the comments, they wouldn't be able to be heard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, won't, I won't go into that any further. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, pe- people are saying that why didn't we go for the likes of Draxler or or Vidal and people like that? Well, there's, there's a reason for that, you know. We've mentioned it. We can't afford it. Yeah. The wages and stuff like that that these players are on, we we cannot afford. Um, you know, Jack Grealish wouldn't have been the star signing that people wanted. Um, but yeah. I don't I don't know who who actually fits that bracket of player that we could actually sign, which would be enough to to appease the fans. It, it it's funny, isn't it? Because a lot of the um, you know I say success because I know we haven't won trophies, but. We, we, I think we've a, lo- a lot more successful. Forget you know trophy, uh, cutting out of the way. But apart from that, I think we've been quite successful in the last few years. I.e., qualifying for the Champions League, and also beating a lot of the big teams. You, you, you know, like uh, in years gone by, you know the likes of Man United, Manchester United, Arsenal, fortunately, and Liverpool. Were, you know, we were playing them. You kind of thinking, oh, I hope for a draw. You know, or just don't get stuffed. You know, like for me, especially being as, as a forty-year-old, that was that's what I spent most of my life thinking. Whereas it's not like that anymore. You know, you, you play these big clubs, and I genuinely like expect to beat them. You know, they, they, they bring them on. You know, I think we can beat them. So I think we've we've got to this level, haven't we? And unfortunately, I think what's happened is we've got to such a level that the expectation of a lot of fans are is that we've you know we are one of the big boys now, and you know to an extent I think we are, but. We're not one, you know. Like I said earlier, we're not one of the big boys when it comes to spending money. We're not one of the big boys when it comes to spending three, four hundred thousand pound wages on players. We're no. just not, are we? So no. we're not one of the big boys in, in in that. And so I think an element of real a realism, I think, needs to be kind of uh, you, you know put in with a lot with a lot of these these fans. You know, we 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 we're doing well. We, we know, we're quite, like we're calling for the Champions League again. I know, fantastic. We're playing Champions League football again next season. And again, I, I still think you know. Playing these big, the big clubs like, like some Man United, yeah, just go to Old Trafford. Let's try to beat them. I don't think we've got anything to fear anymore. So, you know, we've got a great squad, but I just, I just feel that it's, it's like we've got the mentality, maybe possibly of a, of a like, you know, for example, like Manchester United fans, like you know, what the success they had with Alex Ferguson, they're entitled to get the hump if they're not spending two hundred million pound on three or four marquee signings. I understand that, but I don't think we really are in that position. I almost feel like we're in a kind of a forced position, a forced position from where where we are, you know, 
strength and league wise to kind of where we are as a club kind of you know um, uh, spend wise you know and budget wise and that if you know what I mean I, th I think I think you've sort of hit on a good point there and that is that if you look at our core team and let's say that we have the likes of Dembele and Togold Viral actually sort of playing and, and they're heading in the right place uh, you'd be looking at a team that has got top four last three seasons yeah they did ever so well in the Champions League last season um, really good run in that Im imagine playing the back five of Trippier Alderweireld Sanchez uh, you know uh, Vertonghen and you know Rose or, or Davies at, at left yeah, back sure. fantastic defence that, that that's the core of you know the best the best defence in the league pretty much yeah I agree in front of there, you've got you know Dyer and or Wanyama and Dembe uh, and Dembele. Again, two two of the best sort of defensive holding midfielders yep. in the league. And then behind Kane, you've got the likes of you know Lucas, Son, Eriksen, Ali, uh, Lamella. That that is a fantastic team. Yeah, absolutely. You know, despite the fact that we haven't signed anybody, that team could be any any team in the league. Yeah. Yeah. That team, that team could go on and get you know win the league if it you know if 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 you know results went our way. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I think the past couple of seasons we've always had some injury problems, and there's always been a period where we've had a tough run of games. I think it's usually around October, isn't it? We usually yeah, have a, 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 yeah. a tough time. Mm. But you know, if you didn't have that sort of bad run of games, you know. We would have probably won the league um, a couple yeah. of seasons ago. Not last season. I mean, yeah, I don't sure. think anybody yeah. would beat Man City that season. Yeah, they'd run away if they didn't they? I mean, the, the core team is 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 a fantastic team. As I said earlier, it's the best team that I've ever had in my lifetime as a Spurs fan. So, yeah. the fact that we haven't signed Jack Grealish, not a big deal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and, and you know, he would have, he, he could have potentially Grealish could have potentially been a fantastic player. You know, we could have signed him under po uh, Pochettino's uh, tutelage for a, a year, a season or so. Mm. He could have been fantastic, but at the same time, he might not have been. You know, it was it was a it was a risk, wasn't it? You know, it wasn't a tried and tested, experienced Premier League player. He hasn't he hasn't played at this level yet, has he? So it would it would have always been a risk, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean. The sort of player that you really wanted us to sign would have been somebody like. I mean, it's it, it's 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 not really realistic, but you know, if you could have signed somebody like Modric, that would have been a game changer. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That would that would have been the signing where you look at Tottenham this season and go, actually, they've added that element of quality to the squad, that element of could could you know create something out of nothing, don't have to rely on Eriksen so much or. Say if you did sign a Zaha, somebody that can really break down, you know, smaller teams that have have got ten men behind the ball. Yeah, sure. That would have been the difference. Someone like Grealish, that that isn't going to make a difference. Yeah, no, you're right. And and like you say, you've you've listed the midfielders we've got. Who would he displace? You know, who who would he displace? Yeah, I mean, that's that, You know, we're looking at Newcastle in the short term and saying, well, Winks, Wanyama, Onoma, Sissoko, you know, everyone's injured. Mm. But when they're fit, who's he going to replace? I mean, yeah, exactly. Onoma was on loan at Aston Villa last season, and for for the best part of of the season, I know Grealish had his uh, ha, ha, was out injured, but Onoma impressed Aston Villa just as much as Grealish did. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, you know, the, the sort of similar players in the way that they play. Uh, they're both young. It, it's it seems as though we're sort of, you know, looking. Looking like the grass is greener on either side, but we've also got a very good, you know, young midfielder in Onoma. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't I don't really think we've missed out. I think it's more the situation and that he was our only hope of signing. Yeah. Just for a little a little bit of excitement yeah. more than anything. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you were on your hands and knees praying. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't want to remind the listeners anymore, 
what what I didn't what I didn't mention though it was the size of it. So uh, it's going to be a very small tattoo. Oh, right, okay, <laughs> the size of a five P piece. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be underneath my one of my toes. <laughs> <laughs> I I love Sam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh God, I don't know. I've, like, do you know what? I'm I'm on I'm on my holiday next week to Ibiza. So uh, like I said in the previous podcast, I have got a couple of tattoos in this. Uh, uh, a tattoo parlour in Ibiza so as long as it's nothing too offensive I, c- I guess I guess I'll have to <laughs> <laughs> well uh, I think we'll put a, a post on the, put a uh, post on the Facebook yeah. page and, and see, what, see what people want you to get yeah, uh, yeah exactly uh, talking about a Facebook page so uh, any anybody that's uh, listening who's maybe not heard of the Facebook page it's Spurs News and we all are also on Twitter it's Spurs News 1961 and on Instagram as well so you can find us on there uh, before we do go though uh, Dan what do you think what's your prediction then for Saturday what do you think I think we'll win um, yeah. like I say all the doom and gloom that we're talking about Tottenham and not been, not signing anybody we are a much better team than Newcastle um, do we beat them both games last season I know we, we definitely yeah, beat we, the first we, game this we, season the last, yeah the last one was it was the it was the one where we had to win wasn't it to qualify for the Champions League and we, we right. beat them, didn't we 1-0 yeah. Yeah. we beat them 2-0 didn't we at the um the first game of the season. Yeah, two two nil away. Um, I can see a similar sort of scoreline to be honest. Yeah. I I really hope that Harry Kane can end his goal scoring drought in August. Oh please, that that would be like a new signing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, a Harry Kane that scores in August that that'd be something different. <laughs> yeah, exactly, there you go. Yeah, an August I, signing. <laughs> I, th- I think maybe two now. I really hope to see Lucas start, and I mm. really hope that he, he impresses as well because I think that that'll be important. And to be honest, I, I can see uh, I can see Sun as well starting, and I think those two will, will cause havoc uh, yeah. for for Newcastle. So I can only really see his winning. Um, but to be honest, I, I say that every week. <laughs> yeah, I mean to be honest with you, I, I hate to say it because, like I say, I'm trying to say positive things, but I don't. I, I think it'll be a draw. I think we'll. Oof. I think I can see one all. I can Oof. see um, them score. Uh, them scoring and us kind of, you know, getting an equaliser. But I don't know. I just think with all the players that are just just out of, you know, they're only just back, and with the injuries we've got, I think it a fully a fully fit, all a whole squad fully fit with a full pre-season behind them. We'd, we'd absolutely destroy him, but yeah, I, I think there's too many factors that are going to make it a bit of a struggle. So you know, I hope we win. I really do, but mm. my head kind of says a draw. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, I really hope you're wrong. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's one of those things. But I think Newcastle have had a lot of problems in the background as well. Um, I think there was something in the news recently about the players not being paid bonuses and. Sure. They're refusing to to do certain things uh, like t- TV work and media work and things okay. like that. So there's a lot of disruption going on, and you know, as, as much as we think Tottenham are in turmoil, I, I think they are in a worse situation to us. And you know, as I say, I was scored a lot better, and, and yeah, sure. I really think we, we've got some quality there that will cause some problems. So oh, I, I can right, I, I can only see a win. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. <laughs> I was going to say, who's, who's Mr. Positive now? <laughs> yeah, you can take over if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Well, I know um, we have mentioned on the, on the uh, Facebook page, and I know Sam mentioned it in the previous podcast, we're running the competition again, aren't we? But as this is kind of a, a deadline special and it's you know it's a different presenter this week, we've put it on hold. So we'll do the competition for, for the next podcast. But uh, apart from that, can you, is there anything else you want to mention or talk about, Dan? Uh, no, that's that, that's me. I think. Um, yeah, it's it's been an absolute pleasure doing this uh, podcast, and yeah, I, I think uh, it'd be great to come on it again, maybe with you and Sam. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. And maybe Laura, what, what, we can get Laura on it. <laughs> Laura doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, she pretends she does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't, didn't Sam say he was going to give out a phone number? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, she didn't mention yeah. it, did she? <laughs> no. Yeah. Any listeners, you can get that next week. <laughs> well, I'm I'm actually on holiday today. I'm I'm in uh, sunny. Well, say sunny Southwold. I've been in Southwold all week, but it's been pouring with rain all day, and it's probably like it just sums up the the, the deadline day really. You know, it's been I've been full of hope and full of sunshine and 
now I've just been looking out the window, seeing it rain and watching Sky Sports News all day and not here seeing anything. So it's kind of summed it up. So I think I'll help drink some of the, the beers that are left in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. And that's going to be my... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> get the uh, wife to drive home in the morning. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to the pub after this, actually. So oh, yeah. you enjoy yeah. mate. Let's drown our sorrow, shall we? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, it's, been, it's been good talking to you, Dan. Yeah, and you. Take uh, care, mate. Yeah, and you. Bye. Yeah, Bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs. And remember, to dare is to do.